This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 82 of the Wisdom by Wessa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Ayagera. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WESA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Last time we chatted with Sophia, she shared some stats about the numbers of exhibitors at the January 2022 WESA Trade Show. But what about the buyers, Sophia? Yes, we are so excited to share that the attendance of both the national and the international stores increased quite significantly. The total number of stores almost doubled, and then the number of international stores increased even more. So in total, we welcomed 1,073 stores with most often at least two or more buyers associated with that store. Do you have demographics of where most of the buyers are from? So nationally, the states with the highest attendance are Texas, Colorado, and California. And then internationally, it's Canada, Mexico, and Germany in that order. Speaking of buyers and uh, our retailers. Uh, We wanted to take a minute to give a shout out to one of the listeners of our show. Uh, She works for Schneider Saddlery. Her name is Leslie. And I had the pleasure of visiting with her on a customer service call one day over a product. And she could not believe she was talking to one of the hosts of Wisdom by Wessa podcast. So Leslie, hi, thanks for listening. And Mike and I and Sophia, accumulatively, we all get very excited to know that People aren't just listening to the show, but they're enjoying it. So thank you so much to her and everybody else that listens. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, we are so thankful for every listener and every guest, and it's great to hear from you guys. Once there were two sisters, Rosie and Ashi. One loved to design jewelry, and the other had a flair for fashion. Southern Grace was born when they decided to join forces to provide a family of products to suit the taste and lifestyle of every woman. Our guest today, Adil Mitha, the company CEO, and Sam Siebenthal, their vice president of sales, join us to talk about the company's growth and future. Adil and Sam, welcome to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. We're, we're excited because, Adil, I think you reached out to Casey because you listened to the show, and we love that, uh, and uh, inquired about uh, being a guest on the show, and lo and behold, here we are. Yeah, love how that works. <laughs> it, it was absolutely wonderful. So, uh, as I had mentioned in, a, in an intro I did here, kind of sounds like a, uh, a fairy tale. Once there were two sisters, but it's kind of the way the company started. Why don't you kind of take us back to that time? Yeah, it does kind of sound like a fairy tale, actually. Um, so, my name is Adil Mita. I'm the CEO uh, and co-owner of Southern Grace. Um, I was there at the early uh, days of when the two sisters came together. 
and started the business. Uh, it really was, uh, you know, like a true American dream story. And uh, so the older sister, Rosie, uh, had a very successful jewelry business. She was already doing Western jewelry for a long time. Um, you know, this year probably marks 18 years. But at that point, um, it was about a 10-year-old business. Anyway, so my uh, my wife had just graduated with her master's and she was looking for her her thing as well. They, they were both entrepreneur by, it was just in their blood. And um, my wife wanted to do clothing. And so she tapped her sister and said, hey, what if we do this together? And so we they kind of joined forces and the two sisters um, partnered up, one focused on apparel, one focused on uh, jewelry. And uh, that was kind of the start of Southern Grace. Um, you know, my wife and I came up with the brand uh, Southern Grace, and um, it, it started to evolve. We um, had requests for things that were non-graphics as well, because we really were just a graphic line. Um, but, you know, I was just helping at night. I was not very involved in the day-to-day, uh, but it just took off. And before I knew it, the two sisters asked the two husbands to join full-time, and, um, and here we are. Well, that's great. And the name again? Southern Grace, is there a story behind, as you picked a name, how you uh, chose this one? Yeah, so there is a story behind it. We actually started off as Grace Clothing. Um, It did feel a little empty. There was no real personality behind it. Um, And uh, we knew we were going to be catering to the Southern Western crowd. Um, And it just felt right when we we came up with Southern Grace. Uh, It was also inspired... um, by uh, just the desire to serve, to really hyper-focus on the South. Um, We did want to serve to the Southern and all of us. So it's not a destination on a map of where you are. It's really having a Southern heart, right? And um, and from there, we evolved. We added a second clothing brand called Grace and Emma, uh, which is um, basically, we always have a running joke that Southern Grace is our first child. And then my wife and I said, if we ever have a daughter, we're going to name her Emma. Uh, this is before we had any kids. And uh, our second line was called Grace and Emma. Um, and since then, we've kind of become this uh, family of brands. And so when a retailer does shop with us, since we are almost 100% wholesale, uh, when a retailer does shop with us, they do experience different lifestyle brands. Uh, so Ashlyn Rose being the accessory line, which is the two sisters, Ashi and Rosie. Uh, and then Southern Grace, and there's just stories behind each brand, and uh, we're so blessed to have thought of that early on because it's it's gotten so well received by all the retailers that do shop with us. Well, Casey, I know you've been looking at the uh, uh, at the <laughs> website. She does this for every uh, uh, every everybody we talk to, and as I uh, uh, as I mentioned to a deal, I don't wear many of the things or any of the things <laughs> that you now introduce, but Casey does. And she's our she's our fashion guru, and uh, mm. we love to have her take a look at what you're doing and uh, give her perspective on that. Uh, and Sam, we want to get you in the conversation here pretty soon as well. Yeah, this is definitely more of my um. <laughs> I can yeah. answer those questions. I do wear okay. the clothes as well. So <laughs> oh, perfect. We'll talk. <laughs> so, I guess the first thing I would like to start off with is, um, as you guys know, as listeners of the show, um, this is a competitive business. Being a brand mm-hmm. owner, this the fashion, apparel, jewelry, accessories. Um, it's interesting to me um, when you are a brand owner. It's like 
how do you set yourself apart? Because there's so many options out there and that's just a fact of the matter. And you're thriving, you're doing well. And so I would just like a little insight on um, your brand, your vibe, and um, why retailers should carry your product. Yeah, you know, I think that being, obviously, it's yes, it's a very competitive market. Fashion in general is a very competitive market because it's constantly changing. Trends are changing. What people are looking for is changing. And so, you know, there's already the element of keeping up with the trends and the times and what people are looking for and um, kind of having to do that research on the back end. But on the front end, you know, I think the most important thing that we focus on is, A, being a family here. So on the back end, inside of our company. We work like a family. We act like a family. We love like a family. We have that connection between all of us, and we try to bring that connection into every single interaction that we have with anybody that comes, you know, into into our corner, into our way. And people want connections, and creating those connections is what creates a strong business, and I've always believed in that. And so we've always tried to start at the root, which is with our employees and with our company, keeping a strong foundation there and making sure we're all happy and we're all connected and we're all on the same page and then letting that be the light that kind of comes out of us with sure. with all of our customers and all of our our buyers and, and accounts that we yeah. work with. So connection is always the most important thing. It's what we harp on the most. It's not just selling a product, you know, it's also making that connection, helping people's businesses grow, giving them a good product that's going to help their business continue to to thrive and, and survive. And we make those connections and we give those suggestions and we do the research for, for their accounts and for their companies and for their vibe. And we, you know, select collections and we kind of help them out all along the way of the process of getting, you know, our clothes into their stores. And um, additionally, we've also created five brands and that's because we want to have something for everybody, um, accessories, clothing, gift items. And even within our clothing, you know, we definitely have started in the South and started with the Western culture and Western lifestyle. And it's definitely something that's true to our hearts, but we've created other brands too that can maybe speak to, to anybody, you know, nationwide and um, anybody can connect with. We've been inclusive. We have um, sizes for everybody. We are, we cater to all ages. And so I think all of those elements put together is what's helped us be so successful. Well, yes. And and you wear the products. And so I can only imagine that that would be such a helpful um, part of this too. When you wear the products, you understand maybe trends and upcoming uh, trend forecasting and, and you can offer some of that insight just, yeah, you know, being a part of that. It's definitely quite the perk to, to be a woman and work for a <laughs> women fashion line. My closet has definitely, um, suffered, or should I say my fiance's side of the closet has suffered the most sure, probably. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah. And so being able to wear it and, you know, being able to, you know, I can vouch for the quality. I can vouch for the sizes. I can vouch for, I know everything, you know, down to the thread that's been put into each and every item that's designed here. I see it from the time that our amazing designers put it together, like on the computer to picking out the fabrics, to, perfecting it when the samples come in and then the final product getting here and um, getting to share those ideas. I mean, we're a women-dominated company. Um, so it's it's so cool to just see we have women of all different ages, personalities, sizes, cultures, you know, and we all have our brainstorming meetings and we all bring our ideas and our trends or what we would like to see. And then we all get to have a hand in making those things come alive. And 
Um, it's such a cool process to see. And then, yes, when I get to show that final product, it, I'm proud of it. You know, I, I know the work that went in behind it. I know, um, like I said, the quality that went in behind it. And I'm proud to to show these collections to people. And I'm excited for them to get the opportunity to sell them to their customers. Sure. And being a woman uh, and enjoying clothes and fashion, I think we all understand the importance of affordability. Talk to us about the, the affordability of your brand. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, uh, you know, from the time that start, like, Southern Grace was started, um, being affordable was at the top of our list. So um, we definitely worked really hard to figure out where we um, where we needed to land on certain things to be able to be in that affordable price point, um, being affordable across the board, but still having high quality. And so every single thing that we do, we do it in mind of making sure that we can have an affordable product and um, sometimes if that means reaching into our own pockets to make the, the you know, product be more affordable, um, we'll do that. You know, we never want, we have certain limits that we don't want to go over. And um, even when we expand on our products and our lines and everything, we do whatever we have to do to make sure that we're on a threshold that's affordable because everybody wants something affordable, <laughs> especially when yes. it comes to clothing and those kinds of items. I mean, you, you want, you want to be on trend and you want to feel good and you want to look good and you want to have, you know, that you want to be able to walk out and be in style and, you know, but you want it to be affordable because at the end of the day, it's clothing and, um, you know, trends change so fast and, um, we definitely want to give the best of both worlds on, on both sides of that. And there's nothing wrong with retail therapy that I'm completely guilty of. So affordability really helps that. <laughs> also, I was scrolling through your website today and, and I want to bring this up and either you or Adele, please jump in um, to talk about this. But I noticed a portion of your retail sales uh, goes to fund $1,000 grants to as many teachers as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually, um, so the two sisters, uh, they've always had a passion um, for teaching. The, both of them at some point in their lives wanted to become teachers. And it's so, it's so unfortunate that so many people uh, who do want to be teachers don't pursue it because of the pay or because of uh, of just how um, uh, you know the how demanding it is, and uh, they end up pursuing other things. and And hopefully, everyone's pursuing things that they love. But um, teachers often do get the short end of the stick, and so that was something that the two sisters came together and said, "You know, we are very focused on wholesale mainly. People do come up and ask us to do retail. So how do we do good with that, right? And so um, if you do shop with us in our warehouse, 100% of the uh, of the profits do go to teachers. We've uh, had a very successful uh, give give back campaign. Uh, the whole program is called Love Our Teachers, and so uh, we've got all. If you come to our office, you'll see a bunch of handwritten notes from students and stuff saying thank you for this or or that. And uh, it was so nice to know that we uh, we were able to fund. Um, supplies for classrooms or, you know, even and really it's a grant. So if the teacher decides to use it for an iPad for herself or whatever, you know, it's, it's for them to use. And that was just a way that we wanted to give back. It's great. I know Mike, you've done some local work here with the school districts and you may have more input, but I just think it's great. Um, it's so wonderful to talk to you about your brands, but it's it's also good to know and get a little insight of who you are, who your what your core values are, and the fact that you take the time to recognize that. And I agree with you. 
about teachers. I'm sure you do too as well, Mike, as I know education is very important in your, your family. Oh, very much so. And I think that's just a great, uh, uh, if you have the ability to raise funds for a cause, education is always one of the top causes that uh, uh, we would hope somebody would consider. And uh, congrats for you for doing that. Uh, I wanted to chat about a couple of other things. I mean, I know the Southern Lifestyle and the name of the company, but I mean, here we are. I'll bet, uh, uh, you know, I mean, Casey and I are here in Southern Colorado, and I bet you if one of the retailers here wants to carry your line, you're not going to tell them no because you're not Southern, right? So that's what I was saying earlier, that uh, it's not a destination on the map. It's the Southern in your hearts. And so some of our best retailers are in the Dakotas, right? Or in Montana. And it's not, um, it has nothing to do with, uh, with where you are on a map, but it's of how you want to dress. And we like to call it a modern, modest type of style. And uh, it is a, a Western chic style. So there's different elements that we do touch. The name Southern is just more of a, a of, of a notion, not of the, of where you are, but who you are as a person. And that's interesting. You mentioned, uh, I think it was Sam mentioned the uh, uh, the design. What's the design strengths of the company? Uh, how do you or who comes up with uh, all of these great designs that you're marketing? I think that um, def- our design is probably one of our top qualities. We have um, in-house designers. So, of course, we have the sisters, the owners, um, Adil's wife and her sister, Rosie, who have just brilliant minds. And they've been designing, you know, since they were little girls, they've always dreamed of doing this. So they have, you know, we have their minds and then we have an amazing group of designers that are in-house. They, you know, just work for Southern Grace and um, they don't only do all the forecasting for research um, and then they're just brilliant at designing. Um, And then our other strength is that we do work in a office full of women. (laughs) And I, like I said before, of all ages, of all sizes and we really are able to come together and take a little bit of, you know, and even for me, like I'll talk to my mom sometimes about some of the designs. So we're making sure that we're hitting every single category to be inclusive across the map um, to bring collections that are fashion forward, trendy, affordable, um, good quality to all of, you know, all of our stores and all of our customers. I think Sam has made this presentation a couple of times. It comes across very smooth. Now, uh, this is the Wisdom by Wessa podcast. I know mm-hmm. you are a member and have been to Wessa, but we always like to ask our guests where and how Wessa fits into uh, their business and their plans and their opportunities. So we've been uh, Wessa members. Uh, for, you know, we've been around seven and a half years. I think for seven years, we've, uh, we've been Wessa members. As soon as we learned about the show, um, from the Denver days now to Dallas, we've, we've been very, um, much part of the community. We do have a showroom as well on the 14th floor in Dallas on the Western floor, right by the runway. And so a lot of people may recognize this, uh, of that showroom and the showroom is called the ranch, uh, by Southern grace. And so a lot of our retailers will shop with us there in terms of, what Wessa means to us, it's probably one of our most fun shows. Um, the people that we get to meet at Wessa are some of our closest friends. And um, I, I have an absolute blast. I'm, I, Sam and I especially love getting there early in the morning because we don't know who we're going to run into. Till, and we're probably the last to leave. Because um, it's really, this is where we talk about um, 
really kind hearted people that are shopping. These are mom and pop retailers. Um, and you know, they, their, um, their resiliency was really tested during COVID and everything. And, and they, and just hearing their stories, hearing how they, how they pivoted and how they became that staple of their community was so, it's, it's just so awesome to hear. Um, and so we love, uh, going to Westa for that. Uh, and truly some of the, a lot of the Westa vendors and retailers that do go are, are some of our closest friends. Yeah, and I can vouch too, you know, we I do um a lot of shows and I've done throughout my years here um more trade shows than than I could ever even begin to count. And we've always done Wessa and the community aspect of Wessa as just a show, as the people that it brings in is just unmatched. It's um the best people in the world, vendor and buyer wise. Um like like Adil said, we've made lifelong friends through some of those connections that we've made. Um, and the show is really, it's just, it's, it doesn't, you know, just feel like a business, you know, people are there, you know, it's, it's people are there and they're catching up with each other and you're they're We're sharing stories outside of, you know, just the, the business transaction that, you know, is happening there. It's truly a community um, of people who care about each other and who are helping each other and who are coming together to, to, you know, help out, businesses from the vendor side and the buyer side. It's amazing. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, one question I always like to ask people, sometimes they uh, would like to answer, sometimes they wouldn't, but what's coming down the pike? What's new? Can uh, the retailers and the consumers, uh, if anything, expect from Southern Grace? Yeah, actually, uh, we're always working on new things. If anyone is listening to that is familiar with our brands, um, so a couple years ago, we introduced a gift line, which has been super successful. Uh, this, uh, this year's focus and, you know, in the coming months, you guys will see, uh, Grace and Emma, our non-graphic apparel line expand even more. We are going to be adding denim, which is something we're really excited about, uh, still with our same design principles, um, of, of being flattering fits, uh, of being, uh, modern, but modest. We're going to still stick with those design principles, but focus on denim and making and carving our own uh, niche in the denim world. And we're really, really excited about that. I think uh, we have some really cool ideas in mind. So that's something that we're uh, very excited to do. And then who knows? I mean, we'll, next year we'll have uh, probably something new we can introduce. And Mike, as far as what Southern Grace can offer, maybe you and I will have something from Southern Grace next year. <laughs> <laughs> See, Casey? Yes. They're listening. <laughs> they are listening. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, this has been fun. Um, we always enjoy talking to uh, people in the business, and you people are enthusiastic. You're very eloquent in the way you present uh, the strengths of the company. Uh, I'm so glad you reached out. Uh, and asked if we could have you as a guest because clearly this is turning out to be an excellent show. And we want to thank you uh, for your time uh, and your interest in Wisdom by Wessa, your interest in Wessa as an association, and the enthusiasm with which you approach your business. Well, thank you so so much for having us on here. It's been a blast. And thank you for what you guys are doing um, on your end of things, highlighting um, this, you know, n- niche of of the community and of the world and of this nation and i think it's so awesome that you guys are um highlighting people in this industry because it's the best industry in the world well thank you 
The show notes and links from today's show can be found on the website wisdombywessa.com. And, of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. There is a contact link on the website. The Wisdom by Wessa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wessa podcast. Wessa, where the industry meets. (laughs) 